everybody, welcome to the 91st episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And today we're also joined by our special guest, Jeff Lizardman. Nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I I was gonna I was gonna try, Jeff. How do you say your last name again? I'm so sorry. Oh man. Every, can we get the last name? <laughs> he doesn't everyone, even know. Can we get the last name reveal for the, the casual fans? Now, now everyone's gonna know. This has been a well kept <laughs> secret forever. I just say um, Lazars. I know that's not right. I'm gonna blow everyone's mind with it. <laughs> Wishosh. <laughs> what? Wishosh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm really upset. <laughs> Is that like the Polish pronunciation or what? Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. dog. God damn, that's so wild. Where do you get the W sound from a fucking L? Uh, well, the L is a Polish L, so it's got like the... Have you ever seen like oh. a Russian monastery, how the cross has like the, the crooked cross through it? Mm. Um, wow. The L has one of those like kind of diagonal lines through it so the l next to a y is a w interesting so they have like so polish has its own alphabet then it has its own unique characters apparently yeah yeah there's a there's a few um it's also a stupid language um i like most of the listeners will probably completely forget what you already just said which are how you pronounce your last name i already forgot I was, wish house washing machine i'm already i'm washing washing yeah. worse okay got God. it nailed it went from lizard to washing machine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you did this to yourself you brought this on did I, i'm sad to say that's not much of an improvement um so very quickly, that tangent aside, before we get started, please remember to go check out our Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits. All MathCore Index Fest 2022 Fest uh, footage, rather, is up now on YouTube.com slash MathCore Index. I guess we should maybe just go ahead and jump into the bands now since we're, we, we got that yeah, out of the way. Nothing to announce, really. So the first band we're going to talk about is Blaine Kandinsky. And Blaine Kandinsky are a MathCore outfit from Athens, Greece, and they just released their new album, Eclectic Runer back on December 2nd. And I gotta say, I think this is a stronger crop of tracks than the uh, the 2018 album, which was good. I mean, like, uh, Spotting Elegance and Chaos definitely, like, saw that online quite a bit. Uh, this is my first time listening to uh, to them, so it was all new to me. Uh, I, I did see they had some past releases. Did not get into them, though. But, man, uh, definitely uh, quite a few tracks for this album. One thing I noticed right away is that there's a lot less. I mean, I know you said you didn't listen to the uh, the last album, but their last album had yeah. a lot more like rock and roll elements on it. They sort of have moved away from that on this newer one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've they've stepped up the intensity and added some like new dimensions to their sound, though, as well. Like it's sort of um, there's a lot of like screamo and post hardcore elements sort of popping out on this record to me. I agree, uh, Jeff. You got to listen to this. Yeah, I I listened through it's it's a whole album, isn't it? It's not an EP. No, no, full album. I listened through it and um there were definitely parts in it where I was impressed with it. I thought it was very good. I had like you, I had never heard them before. Mm-hmm. Um but as of right now, I only listened through it one time. There was nothing very memorable. I listened to it on the drive up to Potsdam. So I couldn't I, I, really sit down and write any notes about anything that stood out, but I thought it was very strong overall. Musically, it was very strong. Yeah. Um, I'll, 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 I'll definitely agree. have to give I'll, it another cursory listen afterwards. 
Yeah, I'll agree with you. It def this uh, out of all the uh, the releases for this episode, uh, this one definitely didn't stand out as much to me. Um, it was it was great, sounded awesome. Uh, just I I felt uh, all the tracks didn't have much of an identity to them. You know, um, it it was great metalcore, but uh, you know, nothing really to rave about. Yeah, it was definitely uh, as far as in the genre, like it was there's nothing bad to say about it mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. but it's yep. not reinventing the wheel yeah yep. I, that's kind of that's sort of where i was landing on it with this release as well like it's it's definitely like everything is solid the execution is solid the ideas are are good but yeah it doesn't really have um it, it doesn't really just like have any super like standout tracks i i do think that uh i mean they're, they're trying to strike out in new directions on this release though i think that it, at least to their, their credit it's a it's less derivative than their previous stuff the guitars are like a lot more focused on like voice leading versus just kind of like scatty riffs. Oh, here's Ollie. Admit. Oh shit. Um. Hey Ollie. Hey Ollie. Welcome. Yeah, there's a lot more work with voice leading on this album, I think, especially on Gertrude and Ruined. Those are sort of like the the two tracks that I would point to as being the strongest. And in fact, you know, I think that the first three tracks of this album are, are pretty strong, but after that, it kind of has a noticeable dip in the middle that's where they kind of like start to lose me you and i never really agree on most of the tracks you know no Um, never we always pick different tracks yeah here it is i I felt uh track five empty was empty actually i do i I think that empty was a banger that was one that i I did note that was one of like the stronger moments on the record for sure but yeah it's like as the album progresses it just becomes like more and more or less and less like mathcore and like more and more dabbling in like post-hardcore kind of flavors there's a lot of like really technical post-hardcore flavor on this record yeah i I think i like when when mathcore bands do like more branching out that's the great thing about the genre in general it's just you can put so many things together and it works oh shit because we're doing it in here there's no asking the bot to play anything no we're gonna we're just gonna pretend (laughs) we're gonna pretend like we we played the song (laughs) Uh, what, what, what track are you cut that, that? Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> um, I, I did notice that they close out the album with a super soft section, though, as well. It's sort of following that newer mathcore trend, you know? It's like Under the Pier, Callous Style Boys, others have... <laughs> in Don't recent, you fucking say it. And, and others <laughs> <laughs> have ended with, uh, ended with sort of like softer, less chaotic, visceral, and, you know, on the instrumental side and sort of bring you a super contrasting moment. Something like a nice sing-along. Something like a nice end. sing-along. <laughs> you know, I, huh. I, I appreciate that. As much as, like, I love, like, banger-ass closers, there's something to be said for just, like, the catharsis you get out of the dynamics belting can... out your fucking lungs at the end singing that's fucking rad yeah we all love a good sing-along for sure yeah, yeah, dude. I, I was just listening to the heaviest podcast the other day and they were talking about how people who are in mathcore bands sort of get lost in sort of delivering like quote-unquote scatty parts and not remembering to like bring a headbanging moment because everyone wants that moment they can just you know headbang to and you gotta you gotta bring those those hooks and those catches to like make you know super memorable music agreed as much as i, I enjoy just like crazy random ass compositions there's something doesn't need to be said for just like allowing some repeats to happen this is probably a sign that i'm just getting old where i'm like totally <laughs> okay with like hearing a riff a couple more times but yeah i don't know uh the, 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 there's staying power there and i think that there's a balance to be had so anyway, yeah, I think that uh, for me it was either Gertrude or Ruined. Levi, I know you cited Empty. 
what empty about, yeah what about you jeff did you have any tracks that stood up hold on i i don't know if i'm gonna no oh, he, okay he, my video's still going he just um, uh he he, he blasted the car shit didn't my phone notes. because i'm a maniac don't lose us jeff don't don't lose us for the notes it's okay you know, I, I think that just like the opening tracks were the strongest parts of yeah. it for me. It was where I was, I guess, paying the most attention. Naturally. Um, instead of just kind of. Excuse me. I, I was driving, so it's like you're <laughs> you're listening, but you're not really internalizing it. So. Yeah, for sure. I, I think um, that like listening in a car is a good way to get a sense of the production of an album, and sort of like the the overall mood. But yeah, it's really hard to like be super analytical when you've got your hands on the wheel. <laughs> um, do you guys, uh, question for both of you, uh, like, do you guys listen to most of your music through speakers or through your earbuds? So I, I try to get one listen that is like on, usually my, my discovery phase listen will be like admittedly probably just through my, like my, my phone speaker or through like, um, the external speaker somewhere. And then like my, like my my actual like analytical listen when I'm like taking notes is definitely going to be through headphones for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like a, there'll be like a third listen that'll be a little more casual, possibly through like again external speakers. But yeah, I feel like you get a better sense of of the nuances of an album when you're listening through good headphones. I love headphones. I, I go through, I go through different headphones. I go through the ones I use for the the podcast, and then I'll use just the earbuds as well to see what that offers. You know, I feel like, ear, um, like Apple earbuds have pretty. This is not fucking a paid endorsement, by the way. They, I feel like they have uh, pretty decent fucking sounds. I mean, I don't know. The pros like, are great. It sounds great, yeah, and it doesn't like yeah. blow my fucking ear out either. Yeah. This is a paid endorsement. I mainly only listen through headphones unless I have to drive somewhere for work or, you know, go into practice with the rest of the band. Um, Yeah, I I do a lot of car speaker listening during the week, but if I'm, like, flying somewhere, I just have headphones in. It seems like every car has, like, decent stock speakers nowadays, too, so... Bro, yeah, dude. I have a rental right now because I have to work for new york state this week um and the whole system is bose so the sound quality is amazing wow you just don't there's not a subwoofer <laughs> yeah. but it's like you really need to hear every 808 you know yeah yeah i mean as much as i love to hear a boom for like the breakdown kick drop but I, um i wish more bands had the, the shitty sample pages <clears throat> i mean like uh <laughs> this is gonna age me a lot, but you guys are older than me, so it's okay. Yeah, go ahead, um, brother. Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> do you remember that Elijah album? Oh, dude, of course. It's not. They're from, it's they're not from my area, dog. Services. Yeah. They're, yeah. Wait, they're from, they're from Sacramento. Yeah, they're, they're from Sac. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Way. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are we talking about Masochist? Live. Oh, I've yeah. seen them live. I saw them live a couple yeah. times in like 2004 or five, or maybe it was 2005 or six, actually, at the Boardwalk mm-hmm. in, in Orangevale, which is outside of Sac. Yeah. I'm. Just, I'm pretty jealous it was fucking Honestly. nuts dude like it, sacramento <laughs> that was a back, different time it was a different, different time. time yeah sacramento was peak at that time like mid-aughts man i'm speaking of dating ourselves mid-aughts sacramento was just popping off for like chaotic music so many so many good bands with um a really great venue that brought all the, the bands that are like quintessential to the genre now through on tour lyrically that e- that ep is canceled 
from Elijah lyrically. They have they use every word that we do not use today. Yeah, you. No, I would love to see Elijah today. But they can't play. That. They can't play Incinerate though. Yeah, they can't. They can't play that song. <laughs> I mean, he, I, I feel like it was well intentioned, but like. I don't want to. I don't want. Well, I mean, the song itself, the the meaning behind the song right. is well intentioned. Yes, yes, yes. But it's like people don't want you to co-opt that phrase unless that is what your your identity is. You know. Word. Word. So right, I don't anyways. know the members. I can't. I can't speak on that personally. But I think it like it was written from a personal place. That's what I heard through the grapevine, through you know, being on fucking message boards. Right, but I think people assume that the person, from their perspective, is not because it's just you know whatever. Yeah, it's just like Dave from uh, Dave from Botch. Dave Rowland, like they imagine that guy, right? <laughs> or like some big like a linebacker. And he's just a skinny dude. He's a tall skinny dude. I've I've seen him. He actually played a show. Where he did some guest vocals for. Was it not Drain? But um. Some other one-word band from the 408, who I can't recall right now. Tsunami. 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 Oh, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, they yep. they cover animosity though. Like I don't really like their music, but like I love that they show love to <laughs> animosity. So they're all right with me in that respect, anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so we got really far off blame? track there. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> what track? Uh, what, what track are we gonna do, Christian? Uh, let's see. I think we should go ahead and give um. I'd say ruined. I mean. I, if if well no we both like empty Levi so let's give him empty. Thank you. We'll we'll have a bit of a compromise here, my guy. <laughs> Just to make him happy, <laughs> Levi can have empty as a treat. Woo-hoo, so we're woo-hoo. gonna go ahead and play for you empty, which is uh, track three from Blame Kandinsky's new album Eclectic Runer, and that came out on December second. Here we go.
All right, so that was Ruined, which is track three from Eclectic Ruined. <laughs> God damn it, Jeff. This, this is the magic that you don't see, Jeff. This is the magic. No, he does see. Jeff, Jeff you're, you're in most live casts, at least for like 10 well, we, minutes we, or so. We, it's like we you don't check do in. this. No, I mean, we don't do this with the live shit. No, no. Though. This is something that we do. We actually, like, well, that we did remotely. Well, we do now, but for a while, yeah. we didn't, like, you know, we would do it live on Discord without playing any songs and make everyone suffer through that moment of not knowing what the fuck we're talking about. Yep. I don't know. It's like. Cut that, cut that. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Yeah, like. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's weird. Like when you're listening to the podcast, do you really like want to stop the podcast and have to go and then listen to the shit and then come back? Like, I, I don't know. I, I like the fact yeah. that we play the music for that matter. Oh yeah. Just inserting the music into the dead air in, in between is definitely the way to go. But yeah, <laughs> just thanks. That yeah. was, that was fun. <laughs> right. I mean, and that, you can redo it man, for our, for our listeners. I'm probably going to keep all this cause it's funny. Like, yeah, we, you know, we, <laughs> we sort of had to adapt this time because we're not doing it our usual way where we can like play it live for our, our, our Patreon supporters. Yeah. Anywho. So yeah, that was ruined, which is track three from eclectic ruiner. Liam Kandinsky's new album came out on back on the second. So next we're going to talk about invalids. Invalids are a math rock quartet from New Jersey and they just released their new album, Permanence, which came out on November 22nd via Choke Artist, which I just got to say is like the home to the finest bands in math rock. I mean, they, they just, everything that they put their hand to is like quintessential to the genre in, in retrospect, like Floral, for example. I feel like that was, you know, pretty pivotal for math rock overall. The most? The most, yeah. Standards, I could go on. But yeah, yep. great fucking label. Definitely go check out their, their catalog because they're really doing super good work. And uh, although I'm not sure I'm liking this crop of tracks quite as much as the Fulfillment EP. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe it's I need to give it more listens. It's connecting with me more and more and more. We'll, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But I, yeah, I just feel like the Fulfillment EP was like really top-notch instrumentally speaking. Like they brought some of their best game to that that batch of tracks. And I, I feel like maybe... Um, I don't know. It wasn't as immediately likable for me. It wasn't as instantaneous. But of course, it's also a full-length album, so that makes sense. You know, I need time to sort of like digest it. I mean, it's like the instrumentals are as as technically proficient as ever, and they do provide some like really wonderful lyrical moments. You know, I'm not gonna not gonna deny that. Yeah. Like, there's some really powerful powerful lyrical moments that I really connected with on this album, and some really uh, infectious melodies too. Oh, I just I like I, I was mentioning to you the other day uh, in, in texting you and stuff. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan of Brock, and uh, if I don't get any more good game, um, I'll take all of the invalids I can take. And I was really stoked that this was a full length, you know. Um, but I will also agree with you that EP is fire. Mwah. That's fire. Kiss. I, yeah, that's my favorite invalids release to date. Like I, I really like I liked Strengths quite a bit, and uh, the, I think it's Unoya is the following one. But uh, yeah, the fulfillment. Um, yeah, the fulfillment EP really, really fucking had some some good some good good tracks on that one. Agreed. You know, it's like they take this style of like emotive math rock to its absolute like logical conclusion. It's basically the apex of emo math rock crossover. Yeah. Uh, once again, man, choke artist. They got the they got the hold on everybody. Yeah, they really do. I'm, I wanted to just go back and quickly acknowledge what you were saying about Brock too. I really I do love what Brock lends to this project. Good Game is like in my my top ten like mm-hmm. math rock projects of all time for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, they they uh, 
Brock really just brings a, a really great ear for vocal harmonies, especially. I feel like they craft some of the, their best vocal harmonies on this record thus far. Like, mm -hmm. the, In fact, the record opens up with just all vocal harmonies for like the first 30 seconds. There's like no guitar at all. Yeah, I, I got some I got some goosebumps numerous times through this album. So I, I'm I yeah definitely go back through that bud. I mean it's still a, it's a it's a solid release. Pretty pretty stoked on this. And I didn't even know they were working on this full length. Uh, so it kind of came out of nowhere for me. They they didn't do any promotion. There wasn't like yeah that that sort of choke artist style. They kind of just like drop the album, just like knowing that it's like it's good. And um, yeah, I, I got to respect that approach because after dealing with like quote unquote professional PR, like it's a fucking joke. Like just do your own goddamn PR or hire someone that you know is a fan of what you're doing. Like don't hire Absolutely. somebody who is overly uh, who's inundated with other clients who doesn't have the bandwidth for for you. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to get out. No, no, not at all. <laughs> there's yeah. um, don't, there's no, no reason to extrapolate yeah. anything I just said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dead air. <laughs> yeah. okay. PR sucks. Just let let your boy do it. Let your let your boy do it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, um, I will say that. I mean, I know I was like, oh yeah, I was driving. So blame Kandinsky. It wasn't really like I internalized anything. The Invalids album. You had some stuff to say I mean, about this one privately to me. Wow. <laughs> and that's a call out. Um, <laughs> Jeff was talking um, shit. Talking shit. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was being very constructive no, and objective. I said a lot of it was really good. It's just not my thing. <laughs> um, but this album, listening to it, it was, it, I, I guess it might be because it was so different from everything else mm -hmm. that it, I like. I did latch onto it, but I also like the great instrumentals. The vocal harmonies are amazing. They're, um, they're very good at writing this style of music, but man, I haven't liked math rock, like this kind of like twinkly stuff in a long while. I remember finding invalids when it was just the one guy, I'm pretty sure. Yep, he yeah. Was just like yeah. programming drums and just recording all the guitar. And it was really cool but that was 10 years ago or something mm. like the first couple eps that were dropped um where, where are they from connecticut they're from new something? jersey yeah and it, was, it originally did start as a solo project for pete davis and i think he eventually added brock and and then joe who runs choke artist is the drummer of the band yeah yeah i should have I, addressed I remember, all of this uh, at the onset i'm just <laughs> distracted <laughs> it's all good um it Overall, I would say it's like it's a good album if you're into this type of stuff. But I'm, not for you. I'd give I'd give it a seven out of ten, and I don't even I'm I'm not gonna listen to the album again. <laughs> like it, it's uh, good, it's just not my. You, thing. you don't you don't favor the, the twinkly math rock basically because it is twinkly. It's like, very. They, I, it's a good it's a good way to describe it. It's the apex of twinkly. Like mm -hmm. I like Terramellos. They're the, Terramellos is an amazing band. American football. I mean, I'm not listening to them every day, but. Uh, the twinkly math rock is uh, really just you know that everyone that's in a math rock band is going to be good at what they do mm -hmm. yeah and I, mean, for the most I, I guess part. that's a good thing like in order to you have to be somewhat proficient at your instrument to be able to make this music and it's amazing there's definitely yeah, bands I who are play guitar like that there's definitely bands who are not delivering it live but yeah that's a whole other discussion i suppose 
Uh, do you have a track that stood out to you, Christian? Exit 18 was really, really good with the way they kept building the vocal harmonies at the beginning of the track. I really liked Tethered as well. Tethered reminded me so strongly of like some 2008 like big scary monster shit. Like it sounds like Delta Sleep basically or like TTNG. Speaking of, you know, sort of pivotal seminal math rock bands that like all the Twinkle bands have like their sound to owe to. Wait. Jeff, whatever you're doing is absolutely deafening on our end. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, yeah, you might. We might want to, want to sit still. I'm sorry, I'm making another cup of coffee. <laughs> it sounds like it, or it sounds like you're mixing concrete. One of the two. So let's hold on one second. We need to pause and talk about your coffee really quickly. What kind of coffee are you drinking, and how did you serve it? Like, is it a, talking to Keurig? Are you French pressing? What are you doing? Oh, bro, I got a regular. Uh, I got a twenty dollar drip coffee maker. Um, I can't. I can't see the brand from over oh, here. Pour but over. It's just cheap. Is it pour over? Is that what it, it? No, it's just like a drip. Okay. You know? I thought you meant like you had like a. Can you like align yourself vertically? <laughs> yeah. No, my bad. I'm looking at the the track list for oh, this okay. album. I was like, um, what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, I want to crane my neck with you. As a stole. Uh, oh uh, yeah. As, it looks like how you say. A sea stole, probably. Um, a sea stole. Um, I would say that would be my pick. Um, yeah, that's a banger too, actually. But but the vocal harmonies in Exit 18 pretty good. They are pretty good. Um, but about this coffee, um, this is a Utica coffee roasting blend. It's a local coffee shop. Um, you know, gentrifying one town at a time. Excellent. Yep. Um, I take it with oat milk and one good spoonful of sugar. But I ran out of oat milk, so now I'm drinking it with almond. Collie says Jeff is ruining the vibe. <laughs> I agree, Holly. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I did like Let It Be Said quite a bit, too. The lyrics really spoke to me on that one. The part about being terrified to take off his shirt again. Like, as someone who has body issues, that sort of like spoke to me on like a weird level that I did not expect to like hit me the way it did at the moment. Like, I mean, now I, I love my body. And I wasn't always the uh, I wasn't always the, the the sexy hunk of man meat you see before you, but what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, when I was a kid, I was like a chubby little fucker. So like that line you know like hit me really I hard for some it. reason, like a weird like prepubescent way. <laughs> believe it or not, no, I don't yeah. believe it, Christian. You're always a hunk. Thank you, Levi. I appreciate that. But yeah, let it be said. Incredible lyrics on that track. I think Overgrowth might be my favorite track, though, and for the reason that they are, like, really exercising some restraint, you know? It's like, the last track flows right Paradolia. in... Yeah, Pareidolia. flows right into Overgrowth, and, um, yeah, they're just, like, really letting that ostinato ride a bunch of times, loving the tempo play on the back half of the track as well, where it's, like, they they take it half time and then there's, like, a little bit of an accelerando, so it speeds up a bit. Just, like, really, really nicely delivered on that track. So we were talking about this the other day, but it's, like, they're almost, like, one of, like, sort of, like, the last true blue math rock bands out there. I mean, there's so many... There's a lot of, like, emo crossover math rock bands, so there's very few bands who are, like, really fully embracing, like, really wild instrumentals that are, like, on that, that same level or anything, like, near that level. Especially since, like, Floral's done, you know? Yeah, I would say Overgrowth is the track just because it's, like, the, the one track that is, isn't, like, overwhelmingly, like, out of, you know, just nonstop tappiness. 
it's a bit more like focused and I think it's a bit more uh, immediately likable. Uh, I myself, I, I really enjoyed, uh, the, uh, the, the song tethered, um, tethered really, uh, it just kind of bursts out, uh, with just like this, I guess, like almost like a math aggression. And then it just slowly kind of strips itself down. Yeah. I um, love that I section in really the beginning that of that track where it's like, um, dun, 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 dun. Yes, that yes. part right there fucking hits yes. so hard. And it, that, it's great. That, that like, that was what I was talking about earlier with that big, scary monsters, 2008 vibe, like that, that UK, math rock sound that you get from tt and g and delta sleep i really 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 like that that kind of Absolutely. flavor yeah you're yeah. right that's maybe let's do tethered then i, I do Ooh, agree yeah. that that's one of the stronger tracks Are we agreeing twice? this is great okay so um we're gonna go ahead and play for you tethered which is track two from permanence and that's invalid's new album that came out on november 22nd via choke artist here we go
All right, so that was Tethered, which is track two from Invalids' new album, Permanence, and that came out back in November. So we, we got a little bit of time. I got some mail today. Ooh! My Sacrifice by Creed on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing my Creed weed shirt. <laughs> That's amazing, honestly. Whoa, it is a Creed weed shirt. That's real? Well, it's not officially licensed it's a boot, Creed it's a good- merch. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's from a bootleg. Uh, Dude, that is fucking not not good. a bootleg like the one that Chris, the kind that Christian hates. It's just a guy yeah. that makes stupid shirts. <laughs> um, I I have a I have a Smiths T-shirt that's the cover cover of the Smiths album, but it's Lisa. It has the meat is murder. I don't even necessarily murder. hate it's bootlegs. Brilliant. Sorry, Levi, I didn't mean to cut you off there. That's all good. I was just gonna say we what Levi, Jeff is talking about is somebody was selling some fucking. <laughs> some terrible ass bootleg in the the group and it's not like i personally I, I like i i don't like hate bootlegs but it's like if the band is was active like 10 years ago are you really gonna not take the time to just find out who they were message them and ask them for their Woo! permission and cut them in on the profit jeff is that the is that the blood of christ uh color variant or what <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually supposed to be like uh, like root beer colored, uh, but the blood of Christ is way. Hey, funnier. Marcos, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so next, we're going to talk about Lower Automation. And Lower Automation are a post-hardcore trio from Chicago, Illinois, and they just dropped their new album Strobe Light Shadow Play back on November twenty-second via Zegama Beach Records. Lots of love for Zegama Beach on this podcast. You know, overall, pretty decent album, just to give my quick, like, overall feelings on it. Like, I thought it was pretty decent, uh, some good tracks, and some interesting work with guitar pedals, especially. Yes. But it does seem sort of, like, weirdly short for an LP, you know? It's like, (laughs) every track is a bit short as well. Like, it's a short album full of short tracks to the point where it's almost more like an EP, structurally speaking. Oh, I got EP vibes all over this bitch, for sure. I know you're a champion of digestibility, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel that just sort of returning to that needle drop video we were talking about the other day. I don't feel like digestibility, <laughs> you know, and replayability necessarily equates, you know, better quality, better quality apps. And I agree. I, I, I agree with that, too. Um, it's what, I, what I'm saying is that it's just funny that you and I are saying the same exact thing. It's just how we're saying it. <laughs> you're like you're saying it's a sh- it's a short album and i'm like it's, it's a short, short album, album. <laughs> like you know yeah it's like it's, it's glass half full good for you Levi. Yeah. yeah maybe it's, it's kind of over 10 tracks right yeah it's 12 tracks yeah yeah like it's probably just some of them are like yeah it's just like a minute long and it's interesting that that lower automation went this route i of just like the short intense tracks like this um once again though uh i i favored this one just because i was able to plow through it and it was quite a, an enjoyable listen uh not much of a fan of the at the drive-in hybrid that they do but um i feel like it's so unique uh i can kind of accept it on the right day you know totally you know and i also feel like there's a bit of a a semi-improvisational approach going on here too like some of the tracks it's like they're it's almost like jazz you know what i'm saying in the way that yeah i don't want to say they're phoning it in but like on the beginning of what is the track that genuflect like the first few moments of that track feel very like improvised you know yeah so uh, okay what well, hey one, one second um like and i want to bounce off what you're just saying there uh i feel like 
there's another example in the track lobby there's a dizzying part where literally the bass player and the guitar player are just it literally sounds like they're just doing their own thing and that they don't know each other even exists like that you know um it was it was a bit much at times it felt a little jammy you know yeah yeah so one another thing that i'm sort of like picking this apart right now but my, my other critique is that i feel like the vocals are a bit one-dimensional like they're they're kind of like the same spoken word approach for the duration of the album and i think that's why i really really like the the closing track because you actually hear derek use some singing and some really nice acoustic guitar work on the front end of that track i think the closer went really hard vocals i also think the title track went really nice uh went really hard too like um the one just say something positive about the spoken word approach. I think that it's sort of an interesting contrast to provide that approach over like heavy riffs because the title track has like some big ass chugging going on. And yet it's sort of counterpointed by vocals that are non-abrasive, you know, I, 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 I think he has a great voice and I, the spoken word thing, I feel I'm usually not a fan of. But it, you're you're absolutely right. It was placed in the right spot. Uh, that last track, I believe, uh, uh, information entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm gonna wax poetic quick. Um, Lower Automation was one of the standout bands at Index Fest for me. I thought they were fantastic. Very nice people. Um, they put on a good very show. Very good riffs. Oh yeah. Um, he was like, "Hey, it's Chart Guy. <laughs> he recognized you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five by five Saturday. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I love how people um, recognize you for that. that <laughs> Jeff's chart I, guy. I guess it's a good thing. It's great. I, I'm I'm not gonna say that's a negative. No, it's not it's a not. negative at all. It's great. No, it's great. It's wonderful. Mm. I, I think that the the chart is a, a good thing to a good a good tradition. Nobody was doing the five by five in our group before you started doing that. So, and I literally contribute nothing to my own group. I just. You know, I'm like I basically am like the grouchy father figure who comes in and is like, "Stop doing this!" Every like two months, you know. <laughs> um, I, I, I like the the contrast of the vocals with the with the instrumentals. Um, it's different. I think it sets them apart from others within the genre. It gives them more of a noise rock vibe. That's definitely than, true. Than post hardcore, mathcore, even if they have all these all these um parts not you know like guitar parts but like you know the sum of the parts works out for me you're right i feel like they've gravitated more and more towards noise rock on this album specifically that's that's what it is for sure the the semi-improvisational elements certainly point to that as well word yeah that's i mean if you're playing noise rock and you improvise it's not you're not losing you know you you uh kind of likened it to jazz and yeah i like listening to some improv in my jazz yeah. especially live i'm not criticizing the improv elements necessarily but yeah it's like um i don't know it, it can it can go either way for me just like improv can you know some some improvisation yeah. I, I enjoy quite a bit you have to be feeling it that day yeah i get it absolutely yeah but that, I mean, that's what jazz is—is—is—is is, is, is feeling so, and making making light of mistakes, turning quote unquote mistakes or accidents into something that is cohesive. 
It's about the notes you don't play. <laughs> I mean, Miles Davis. Miles Davis. That's all you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. I hear that, brother. Shout out to my man, Miles Davis. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so I think we should give him the title track. I think that's that's sort of like the strongest moment, apart from the closing track for me, just because it does provide a bit more dynamics with the vocals. But um, yeah, Gene Fleck was pretty good too. Again, back to the sort of like where the improvisational elements are, are strongest. But yeah, I, I vote title track. What do you guys think? Title track. I'm not going to disagree. I do like uh, Jesus Loves Me and My Guns. That's um, the opener, right? That, but, yeah, but that might be because I love a good tongue-in-cheek song name. For sure. <laughs> I, th- I, yeah. did, I did note that, that song title. My problem with that song is it's not like the podcast song because it's too short. You know, it's like 59 seconds, and they're not really... You just get like a couple ideas very quickly, and the uh, title track has sort of got a bit more substance to it. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Strobe Light Shadow Play, which is the title track from Lower Automation's new album that came out on November 22nd via Zegama Beach Records. Here we go. So that was Strobe Light Shadow Play, which is track four from the album with the same title by Lower Automation, and that came out back in November. So next, we're going to talk about Thank You Driver. Thank You Driver are a mathcore quartet from Langley, British Columbia. 
We talked about them back in February when they released their debut EP. They taught not their debut EP, but their their new EP, their second EP. They taught us how to read in Nam, which I enjoyed quite a bit. And now they're back with their third EP, Nothing You Do Can Stop This, which they released on November 7th via Zegama Beach Records. Zegama being busy. Yep. I mean, putting out all of like all of the best underground bands that are not like um Beaten. Not on Dark Trail. Not on. I was gonna say that aren't <laughs> <laughs> that are not beat down. I mean, there's that, but also that are not like beat down fucking metalcore and hardcore. You know, I just feel like they're 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 filling such a great a great part. Of, I don't want to say filling a void, but you know, they just because they've been doing it for so long. But man, they really just provide such a good platform for every band who's like you know screamo adjacent. Um, I'm gonna and shout out some. the the I'm gonna shout out the side project of that uh for zegma also tomb tree tapes is doing doing some or tomb tapes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tomb, tree. tomb tree yeah i think they're just tomb yeah, tree uh, now they're yeah they're they're doing some awesome releases on that too um bands that aren't even being released on zegma so yeah. uh just fucking kudos yeah you know? indeed yeah tomb tree doing good shit they're they uh they're like a zbr imprint label i guess it's Tape. just the other it's one, one of the two days but I, i'm pretty sure there, Bye, levi. there goes levi <laughs> uh, i was I really like this is only what like Three seven or eight minutes long. Yeah. Like it's not a very long EP at all. Um very hard hitting. It was not what I was expecting. Yeah, the production um, from that the production makes it really hard hitting, especially I think. They've really like they've got the metalcore pingy snare on this EP now, so it's sort of it's I think it's got they're finding a, a broader appeal with this production style. I am I feel like this is just a stupid thing to say but i feel like they would really uh really shine if they went to like god city to record or at least get like mixed and mastered through them yeah i uh, would really compliment that sound or back room for that matter yeah yeah they're uh this is one of the most exciting young prospects in mathcore all the instrumentals are super well performed the songs are well structured and not overly long or unfocused the vocals are versatile with both metalcore delivery and spoken word. Uh, both the vocalists, mm-hmm. there's a, a, a vocalist and a bassist doing vocals as well, so you get a little bit of you know variety in the delivery too there. Um, and yeah, yep. the production. I just love the production on this EP, man. This is so fucking good. I'm really looking forward to a full length from this band because they've just been putting out EPs for oh, so yeah. long. You know, I want more for sure. I want more too. Like every track on both of their most recent EPs the ones that they've released this year have all been top notch. Like all six tracks are just like fucking bangers, but especially this last track on this newest EP Virgil Scump has got to be like their best track yet. It's like, I I hate to keep using the word versatile here, but they really just like show versatility with that slower sort of like melodic opening. And then um, those crazy guitar runs to sort of contrast it. Mm -hmm. It's a banger. And the vocals, again, just uh, that bit of spoken word on the, uh, I think it's the, the back end of the track. Just like a lot of a lot of variety in like what they do. Like every track has like a memorable moment, you know? They know how to like bring... Oh, absolutely. They know how to bring a technical song, but they know how to like bring the hook too, so... Yeah, I think Virgil's... Yeah, Go ahead, Jeff. I wish this, was, this release was longer. Same. I wish it was just twice as long, had a couple more tracks, um... I'm really excited to see what they put out next. 
especially if they haven't done a full length they've only done eps right yeah it's just eps mm-hmm. thus far EPs. yeah like three song yeah, eps I, left and right yeah i, I really want to hear like a 35 minute long album from them same even if even if it's like you know here's 15 songs yeah i would definitely enjoy a larger sort of just a, you know more longer duration for their next body of work i would it would be like a really big tease to get yet another ep from this band i i but i feel like that is the direction that these newer bands are going because they're spotify is just fucked up everything <laughs> i'm just gonna say it like now they bands feel like they have to just like pump out smaller batches of songs just to stay relevant in the algorithm um, and I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not, not going to say that it's making the quality suffer because you can't argue with bands like from joy or gray C or this band who are just putting out fucking solid ass EPs. So, you know, that, that's good, but at least they're not like caving to single culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone hated that. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's, no, honestly, just uh, like the little Fallout, like UI. Just everybody disliked that. Yeah, everybody <laughs> disliked that. Thank you. That's what it is. You knew where I was going with that. I, I'm glad that in this, um, at least in this little niche corner of music that you guys follow and that you know we're all a part of, that there's not a huge emphasis on. Oh, hey, here's my uh, band's new release. It's a single. We own like we're only releasing singles. Just uh ad nauseum um so but even an ep a short three song ep that's less than 10 minutes long it's like i do want more but at least they're not like we're recording one song at a time we're never gonna have a full length yeah i don't like that yeah i i feel like it's it's lacking substance to just completely disregard the impact that an album can have on your fan base i feel i feel like people remember you by singles but like they you like make lifelong fans with albums you know well, well, you, you, get, gonna... you get the singles from the albums that, yeah, and yeah. uh i mean i guess this is gonna turn into a little tangent but um you know back when bands would release an ep or a demo tape um then they'd release a full length and they would re-record the one singles. song off EPA and you know two songs off of it was a single but it was two songs because you know A side and B side <laughs> um, and there's you don't see much of that anymore where bands are re-recording this older material coming back to it um, I can't say that I really miss it but it's just something that kind of disappeared in the realm of music yeah I guess that's yep. true the A side B side single EP, yeah. Well, it's because yeah. we started having less constraints for physical media. You know, you're able to record at different RPMs and fit some more music on there. So you, you got the, the then the you know different measurements. I think it was like 77 <laughs> RPM back in the day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Right. 77. Yep. Anywho, but yeah. Um, thank you, driver. You're fucking killing it. Keep going. <laughs> Can't wait to hear more from you guys. I think we should give him Virgil Scump. I think that's the track. Oh yeah, that last one. Yeah. Let's do it again. That's where they're really showing a lot of versatility, a bit of melodic shit, some crazy good chaotic shit. Got your your metalcore snare. You got your spoken word part. <clears throat> it's everything you need, baby. Yep. 
So we're going to go ahead and play for you Virgil Scump, which is track three from Nothing You View Can Stop This, which is Thank You Driver's new EP that came out on November 7th via Zegama Beach Records. Here we go. Right, so that was Virgil Scump, which is track three from Nothing You Do Can Stop This, which is Thank You Driver's new EP that came out back in November. So next, we're going to talk about Bother. Bother are a mathcore grindcore trio from Warclaw, Poland. Probably mispronouncing that. Forgive me. And they released their all good. And they released their new EP, The Wasted Know the Challenge, back on October eighth. And I don't really have a lot to. Uh, add like that's like super analytical or constructive about the CP but like this is some like really fucking solid mathcore grindcore crossover yeah yep. like it's um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just agree right off the bat I feel like it's a little this this really a little bit um, my notes are kind of like the blame uh, condition. Uh, you know it's just it, it's a great really um, I just don't have too much to say about it nothing really is to stand out on it Okay. Did you watch the music video though? If you'd watched the music video, I did. you did. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that music yep. video really does sell it for them though. Like that that track it's in particular. It's a great music video. Great production. Like it's 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 awesome, man. I, I feel like uh, bands not in the U.S. have some amazing production value on most of the music videos they do. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Something in the water. Something in the water. Something in the water. <laughs> yeah. You don't, anybody with a fucking, a nice camera? Come on, let's go. I mean, you could film shit with iPhones <laughs> if they're, they're good enough, but it's not quite the same effect. A little, uh, <laughs> little, uh, side road here. Um, one of the, I guess, most, not most celebrated, but a very famous photographer, Ken Rockwell, um, he, he didn't pioneer anything, but he did a lot of film photography and then converted to digital. But if you follow his Instagram, all of the photos he posts are just on his iPhone. He just takes them, edits them, and all on his phone. So, like, if he can do that, you can shoot a music video as long as you have the editing software. You can get an app for that. Yeah, that's true. I, I think as Love long it. as you have a strong enough Love vision, it. you can you can execute it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or just buy a couple GoPros like Jim. It's almost better, I think, when you're going that direction to just lean into like a more retro piece of hardware for capturing. Though, like, I've got a what is it? A, a Canon Power Shot. <laughs> Which, okay. dude, the Canon Power Shot takes banging ass photos. Like, I really like taking pictures with that thing. Like, I, I took a whole series did of photos. We, um, didn't we film Mouth Breather with that one? We did. We did a, an interview with Mouth Breather with that one. No, was it that? No, that was their camera. Actually, we used their camera to interview was them. Theirs? Yeah, uh, I've okay. I filmed shows with the, the the Canon Power Shot though, and like it's definitely like 720p. You know, it looks pixelated, a little pixelated in, in parts, but especially if it's like dark. But I, I kind of sort of like the aesthetic of it of the photos that it takes. You should take more, bro. I know. <laughs> I'm biased. I, I think everyone should take. Photos. I know. Well, I need to get an actual <laughs> film camera. Um, I mean, you probably have more than a few places within walking distance that you can go to buy, develop, all that fun stuff. Um, I just want to immediately be good at it and not have to learn anything is the thing, you know? Sorry, brother. That's not how it works. You got to suck for a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) Um, Guitar was a a very long road to any significant payoff. You got to suck for three months, and then on the fourth month, a band will be like, we want to buy those pictures, and then boom. I was really surprised what you sent me that link a couple days ago, but I finally got to listen to it today when I was doing some running around and man, that first track, I mean, there, I can't off the top of my head name what band it reminded me of, but it wasn't a situation of wearing your influences on your sleeve, but it's definitely there where it's just fast, visceral, just grindy. Mm -hmm. And it's it was so good. They remind I wish me I of, got a chance to sit down and digest it a little bit more. If you and for speaking about bands that they remind me of, they're they're sort of on the same tip that Godmother and Mothman are, where they're bringing this like really like grindcore, chaotic hardcore approach to like a mathcore set of riffs, almost to the point where it like reminds me of um, like nails, kind of. Mm, yeah. I see that. Yeah, that. Metallic. I see that. Yeah, but definitely not metallic hardcore, but that metallic sound in a hardcore, more of a hardcore package. Yeah, yeah, and and like again, like the sort of the the crossover grindcore appeal is there too. It's just like a really like punky aesthetic, you know. What what can you say? Like they've, it's uh, it's really like down to earth. I guess is maybe what I, the term I would use. It's not. It's, it's lacking pretension. There it is. <laughs> like they have like technical ooh, parts. Ooh. It's they have technical parts, but they, this music is lacking pretension. It's just like a technical like grindcore band that is like really fucking like punk and balls to the wall. I wish they had a bass player though. I feel like that would really add to 
their sound. I'm sure they're just like backlining it or whatever. And on the record, there's I'm sure there's a bass guitar part recorded. But yeah, when when I see that, I just know right away live it's not going to hit the same way. But that's that's grindcore. Uh, there, there's the there's the what is the famous Japanese uh, grindcore band the two piece uh, God Stomper and that's just a bass and drums. That's um, true. It's a whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> there's also fucking, yeah. Burmese, which is like three or two or three bass players or something. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I forgot about Burmese. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and they had. What's that one gent band that's they don't have a guitar player? They have three bassists. Uh, pick a track. The gym band that has three bassists. Does anybody know? I think it's like uh, extinction level event. Yeah, that's I it. I, yeah, that's it. That was not a not a jet guy. Not you know. I, I wish there was. I wish there wasn't band pigeonholing themselves into that sound and doing a little bit more. But three bassists, like it sounds fucking crazy. I would love to see it live. And you know, I don't want to like hate on bands that don't have bassists, but yeah, if you if you're playing breakdowns, like it just inarguably hits harder live to have the bass signal coming out of a bass amp in a bass cabinet with big ass speakers. Oh, yeah. You know, it that physically pushes air. But you know, you you can't argue also with bands like Pig Destroyer and Bandit who don't fucking have bassists. So. Whatever, fuck it. What? Pig Destroyer doesn't have a bassist? No, Pig Destroyer has a bassist now, but they did not oh. previously. Like Classical mm-hmm. Pig Destroyer okay. did not have a bassist. That, I never knew that. Live, anyway. Yeah, it was yeah, just... Yeah, like Prowler in the Yard, 36 counts of, you know, all that shit. It's a, yeah, it's just a three-piece. Amazing, Ben. Wow. Yeah, yeah, uh, between even... a casual music listener and a devoted music <laughs> listener. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a big fucking Pig Destroyer fanboy, but that's just me. I, I do love grind. As much as I love mathcore, I'm a you know grindcore lover as well and a death metal death metal lover too. I don't know. I thought this was pretty goddamn good. I, they also re-recorded the two <clears throat> tracks from their demo as bonus tracks for this EP. Uh, memoirs, Levi. Just to answer your question, I thought was really goddamn strong. But I think his soul is yep. his soul is still dancing. Is is the track that we're going to give our listeners? It's got a great music video. It's got some good good riffs on it. Jeff, you're you look incredulous. I, bye, Levi. Um, <laughs> I when you posted that, I didn't realize that it was the same band um, until you just said it out loud. But man, I love that song title. I love when you see a song title and you're immediately like, I know that reference. <laughs> right. um, that's hey, pretty. Have you, do you know what movie that's from? It, I looked it up. It's from the yeah. 1992 crime film, Bad Lieutenant, starring Harvey Keitel. You are wrong. <laughs> no? It is, it is from, I believe it's 2007. It's Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh, okay. Starring Nicolas Cage. Okay, wow. Which is, a, it's not a direct sequel, but it's a sequel. It's the same, it's a corrupt cop, you know, oh, okay. doing bad things. It um, makes it less cool for me now, movie. but that's all right. No, Bad Lieutenant is also, it's Harvey Keitel as a corrupt cop. Okay. Um, if you're a movie guy, I would recommend watching both of them. They're very good movies. I think you get full frontal of Harvey Keitel. Oh, perfect. Uh, dong and all. That's what I, you know, I've been, I wake up every day and I think to myself, God, I hope there's some Harvey, Harvey Keitel hanging some dong out there somewhere. <laughs> good for yeah, him. No, um, no, Bother is definitely, I mean, they weren't on my radar before you sent me that link, but definitely a hope that they put their music on Apple Music because... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't really do much listening through the Bandcamp app, but I'm going to have to to listen to them. Yeah, that's definitely forced me to use you know listen to them on Bandcamp exclusively but that's fine I mean I like the only reason I don't like listening on Bandcamp is because on my phone I'm not getting Papa's not getting his Scrabbles that's literally the only reason that's I use right. Spotify like I, I Scrabbles automatically to last FM yep. so yep. but yep. it's also yep. okay that's not true there's another reason I'm using Spotify and that is because it's linked to my Hulu account so now they're inextricably fucking linked I can't like get rid of one or I get rid of the other unreal they're they're getting you that's how they get you i mean they're like oh here's this special other thing i got it during like a special promo and i'm just like not letting go of it because i'm an asshole they shouldn't support spotify yeah. anywho um but yeah I, I think we should give him his soul is still dancing though that's a, that's definitely Love a track for me so we're gonna play for you his soul is still dancing which is track three from bother's new ep the wasted know the challenge and that came out back on october 10th here we go.
All right, so that was His Soul is Still Dancing, which is track three from Bother's new EP, The Wasted Know the Challenge, that came out back in October. I'm going to have to send you the, the YouTube link to that scene because it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'll do you one better, and I'll watch both films. How's that? Damn. You got a pinky promise. <laughs> <laughs> I can commit to that. That's no problem. We said we're, we're fucking banging out movie after movie right now. Like, cause we got, yeah. we got the baby. So it's, Oh shit. Yeah. Congratulations by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. I haven't acknowledged it on the podcast, but, uh, no. yeah, that's, you've been, you've done so much in the last like month and a half. <laughs> uh, he's been fucking busy dude. For sure. Busy boy. Motherfucker's been busy. Yeah. With getting married in, in November, or October, and then having the baby in November and now just, you know, full on parental mode. Yeah. Not, not sleeping much, but honestly he's been a fucking joy like he's he's been really really great you're so fucking lucky you oh my god dude uh, oxytocin Jesus. is a motherfucker dude <laughs> 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 i can't believe i i fucking i had it in me you know yeah, i know dude it's amazing it's fucking tight it's just uh it's, yeah i mean li- life is tight it's just so crazy just the, the the switch up in just a few months or whatever but uh, and it's just it's just even just like just us doing this uh remotely right now it's just like wow like the reason why we're doing it remotely is just a trip it's like because you know you gotta gotta stay away from james yeah don't worry though next uh next month we'll be able to do it together again so levi you won't have to have the headache of worrying about the technical I can't aspects wait to ac- like i said i can't wait to accidentally curse around your baby all the time dude <laughs> oh i'm my so God. excited i'm so excited just to always don't drop cough in my child's face all right no i won't do that i might i might spill beer and that, that might be the one thing but yeah it's all good though i was gonna, just about to say maybe i might even let you hold him but now i don't know <laughs> no 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 don't let me hold him no 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 no, no. i don't know how you're gonna hold your beer and the baby at the same time so yeah that's a whole you're thing. gonna have to get a dedicated levi swear jar so that it gives him incentive to stop around the baby oh it's it's way too late yo for that, dude. i will put james through I college dude. Oh, I already stopped myself. See, eh, no, 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 no. You're, I mean, I you're not too it. bad, Levi. I, I, I'm arguably worse. Like, I, my, my dude, father. I don't think, dude. I don't think you are, understand how you and I speak to each other until the, you know, we're gonna be getting yelled at by Irma every day by, by us cursing around the kid. You know, like we, we're bad. We're bad. I only got like twenty five percent of that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> Very insightful, Levi. God, I hate you both. You were so clear both. until like that that thought too. So don't worry, I'm gonna listen back on that and I'm gonna laugh and be like, ha, he's right. <laughs> we're almost done. This is the last man. Yeah, good, good, good. Um but yeah, thank you so much for the for the the congratulations, Jeff. I appreciate that. It's been I'm I'm sorry you couldn't make it to the wedding. I really wish you were there. I'm super bummed, but tour and then having to move into a new place. Well, it was just like I, I can't. One hundred percent. A thousand dollars. One hundred percent. Yeah, I. It was. It was. It was a trip to have Carson from the Dow Boys show up. It was like, oh shit! <laughs> like that was nice. Yeah, I definitely had to have Carson. I, I love just the world's colliding moment, which is again why I, I wanted you there, Jeff. But the world's colliding moment of Carson meeting like uh the antarctica guys was definitely pretty fucking great, dude. It was amazing. I, I'm glad I was there for that. Yeah, it was awesome. All the band people together. The pictures go hard too, right? Vinny's- like the group yeah. photo is just like, bro, Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there's another set where like I'm hard styling in them too. I haven't posted it. There's a couple of Earmen I some- hard styling together. <laughs> we got some good ones. We got some fucking good ones. Yeah, Vincent Cortoy, who is sort of a Mathcore Index photographer, like Jeff. He's done photos for Mathcore Index Fest 2019 and our podcast. I'm going to give Vince a shout out for probably providing 
90% of my dating app pictures right now through the years. Dude. Uh, just <laughs> Shout out Vince. I mean, not so much in like the dating app thing, but he's like provided me with like the best, like most fuckable looking photos of me throughout the last like <laughs> decade. <laughs> you know, like he's given me like the best profile photos over the years. Yeah. Like I love him for that. When I, he knows when how to I capture those, my good I, side. What can I say? When I see those wedding photos, I'm like, I'd fuck him. That's exactly <laughs> what I think, dude. That's exactly what I yeah, think. Yeah, Levi, he really got you fucking GQ'd out in that set for the the day before the, the rehearsal. Yeah, dude, I didn't even give him any money. He was just snapping them pics. <laughs> yeah, good shit. Yeah, shout out Vincent Courtois, the fucking boy. So with that, let's yes. go ahead and jump into the next band that we're going to talk about, which is Johnny Booth. And uh, Johnny Booth are a metalcore outfit from Long Island, New York. And they just released their new EP, Storyteller, on November 4th. And man, this is, I think this is their best batch of, of tracks that I've heard yet, at least my favorite. Like, the vocal delivery especially, I noticed on this EP, is like very, very visceral and passionate. Fucking, yep. Uh, lyrics are amazing. Production's great. Uh, yeah, definitely the strongest release so far from Johnny Booth. Um, well, I could talk about how great Johnny Booth is all day. That's why you're on this podcast, baby. <laughs> um, Johnny Booth, um, I could give an oral history about them, but tell, I'm not going to. Um, well, tell us what your experience is with Johnny Booth, then. Uh, Johnny Booth has been around for the fucking ever, from what I remember. I remember going to shows back when I was, like, 18, 19, so 10 years ago. And for our listeners, Jeff is from the same, roughly the same area as them. Well, Mm -hmm. they didn't, they're from Long Island. They all live in Long Island, except their drummer. He lives about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes east of me um, in Albany. But they started out in Oneano, which is even closer to me. Uh, This was like the original lineup. They all met up in college um, about, about an hour away from me. And man even back then it was more of a metal core just straightforward sound but it still had that hard hitting element um but once they god i think i think they they released that one ep and then they did um that last full length they did um there might have been a couple eps or singles in between but man watching them grow and develop their sound has just been amazing they're, they're, they've always been really down to earth guys killer musician that's cool to hear um and i i really like this ep my one critique of it is that the the single from it uh deep fake they released that in mm-hmm. early 2021 um the cover i really like the cover i love the queens of the stone age um, yeah great love the riffs great cover um, jo- josh Ham, homie um however you say that not like i'm a master of last names or anything isn't that guy um, like a piece of shit from Queens of the Stone Age, though? Doesn't he like beat his fucking wife and his kids or some shit like that? Uh, I don't know about that. I know he kicked a photographer in the face at a show, which shit happens. And he like drives um, around drunk in his car, from what I understand, with his like two young children. You are just slandering oh, yeah, okay, this man right that's now. A bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer to hear, but he's also from like what Arizona or something. Yeah, so. he was in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you live in the middle of the desert. It's like. You're not gonna hit anything, <laughs> but but it's still like you know that's not cool. No, <laughs> um, but his musical uh, catalog is great. <laughs> He's a great guitar player. I'm not gonna dispute um, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I do enjoy 
Queens of the Stone Age for what it's worth. I, I do wish that they had a little bit more, just like the uh, the Thank You Driver EP that we talked about, what, 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was a little bit longer, um, but the, the songs themselves are very strong. It's so funny. I, and again, can't wait to see what they do next. I, like, I hope that there's another full length in the future. What What was the full length album? Was it First Hand Accounts? Uh, yeah, First Hand Accounts, uh, which has banger after banger. There's more good songs than... Uh, kind of flyover songs. See, the reason I'm like, I haven't like really connected with this band is because they don't have a band camp. Everything is just on Spotify. So I don't like remember to listen to their albums. And I've literally, I don't think I've ever listened to firsthand accounts. They have, there's, uh, I mean, there might've been a couple songs. I've definitely posted songs off that album in the group. Um, Thief is, I think that might be the opener. And that it's such a strong song. Um, they're, they're kind of like Eated in the same way where like every song is just 100% like it's just driving riffs. Very driving um, sound for sure. That mid-tempo kind of everything is like very uh-huh. two-steppable. Yeah. And they're they're heavy as all get out. Like the live sound, I, the last time I saw them was uh, I might have seen them after 2020. I saw them right before COVID hit in a house in like this basically awesome. hallway of a room there was like 70 people there and it was just um just a great time um but you can't can't say enough good things about them um if you haven't what, what track do you favorite most on this uh, johnny uh, record before you are definitely doing yourself a disservice deep fake was definitely my track for sure i mean i i, I like the track as it um I think it's crowd control. Hold on one second. It's storyteller. The opening, yeah, the opening track, storyteller, with that like artificial harmonic riff, that goes pretty fucking hard too. Definitely a strong ass opening to this EP. But I feel like the more emotional content is on Deep Fake. Like, yeah, like the vocal delivery is just like so. Thing. Yeah, it, the the vocal delivery on that track in particular is really really strong. And um, I don't know, it just goes hard. It's a mosher for sure. Well, you'd be hard pressed to find a song in their catalog that's not just a, a moshing song. Just it, it, it'll get you pumping your fist in the car listening to it alone. No, for sure. Like everything. Like I've got such a good like I don't want to say first impression, but I have a really good impression of this band based on just like the singles that I've heard. Like the the strength of all of them seem to be like pretty uniformly good and yeah moshy but it's like that's something that i feel like all long island bands sort of have in common is they know how to like bring moshy moments you know they in that way this record really reminded me this ep reminded me a lot of the new dr acula record i still haven't checked that out and i'm not saying that johnny booth is taking cues from dr acula in fact i think it's probably the reversal if anything since dr acula has moved away from their sort of original sassy kind of sound, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird to see a renaissance of Dr. Acula after hearing them in ninth grade. Totally. And being like, oh, this is just like a, a, a like a quintessential, just like um, this is what MySpace sounds like. Dude, 100%. What are your feelings on the new album, by the way? I I haven't heard the new Dr. Acula yet. Oh, you haven't heard it? it it's no, good. it came out and I it's, it's on the back burner. I just, I've, I, I was like I was telling you a couple of days ago. Like I've just been in this hole of just listening to. A, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of '90s alternative Folk. all year, uh, but a whole ton of like just singular person 
uh, female folk. Just that's such a good genre. That is such a good genre. Like all the production is so like lush and just like beautiful, and like all the the music is so just like soothing and gentle. Uh, there's one I um, Judy Sill there's, there's fucking kills it recently that I've just been spinning a lot. Uh, Sybil Sybil Buyer, uh, Color Green. And it says it's released in 2006, but it's a woman. It was a. It's a mother who wrote and recorded these songs 40 years ago, and they were just never released. And it's a really fantastic album. <laughs> wow, that's fucking epic. Maybe you could link me. I assume you're yeah, probably I'll listening to a too. lot of uh, Joanna Newsom too, because I know you like Joanna Newsom <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> I've been listening to a fuck ton of Joanna. That's not new for you, though. <laughs> no. No, I actually saw a Facebook memory of my album of the year list from, uh, I think it was 2015. Mm. And a, a notable mention was Divers by Joanna Newsom, which, looking at that now, I'm fucking stupid. I, it should have been number one. But the first comment was, Joanna Newsom is an honorable mention because I only listened to it once before I made the list. I mean, if you hadn't listened to it that many times, how can you really justifiably put it you know in your top well i mean seven years later bro i would put it in my number one album of the year spot right now <laughs> a seven-year-old album just like yeah top album is <laughs> this old ass album <laughs> that's that's fuck that's a power move i like that um, that's good in that case i'm gonna make i'm gonna make my 22 2022 yes. album of the year retroactively jewel pieces of you <laughs> hey, you're right, brother. I had such a fucking huge crush on Jewel growing up. It's not even funny. I I fucking I like adored her for some reason. Jewel's the uh, who will save your soul. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I had that yeah, on cassette. Like, in a van. Yeah. She's got like the Kermit the Frog voice going on. Mm-hmm. Hey mm-hmm. now. It's good. It works in her favor. But it, when it came out, that's what everyone was saying. Did she had those fucked up teeth? Mm. Wow! Wow! Come on! <laughs> no, I, I'm saying that's. Yeah. I think I'm, I think it's all right. <laughs> I like it. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, I was trying to make a joke. I do though. She's she's a she's a cutie. Love you, Jewel. If you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening. If my wife, you're listening. I'm sorry. Don't leave me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 uh, yeah, um, I, I had to walk out for a second. <laughs> yeah, Levi had to go out, go out of the room really quickly. We're about to deliver the song. We were just sort of. All right. Uh, what, what, what did we decide on? What track are we doing? Um, deep fake for sure. Uh, deep fake. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you "Deep Fake," which is track two from Johnny Booth's new EP "Storyteller," and that came out back on November fourth. Here we go. <laughs>
So that was Deep Fake, which is off of Johnny Booth's new EP, Storyteller, and that came out back in November. Fucking banger, too. This EP is really, really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, they're 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 making money moves, man. They're they're super For busy. All, whenever they're doing music stuff, like it's always this huge thing. It's like what <laughs> the only thing I could see them doing next is like being played on local rock radio, which realistically isn't a thing that's going to happen because they're too heavy college uh, college radio but yeah i got yeah, college radio yeah but yeah they're they're um they got like a hundred and something thousand listeners on spotify i mean that's not really like the best not necessarily the best metric of how many people will turn out in any given city for your your tour but like um yeah they're fucking they're doing big money moves for sure i mean it might just be because the proximity of like where they're from but whenever they play locally, um, it's people Pops always turn off. out for. Them. Yeah, yeah, I can oh, see yeah. that. And, I can see this going. Just like, yo, Johnny Boots playing. Like, we gotta fucking go. They've got that. It's a good name too. Uh, I gotta say, like, it's names with Johnny were sort of a trend back in like the late aughts, early like twenty tens. But um, they were, I think, they were like one of the better bands to have that in their moniker. <laughs> that in Johnny Cage is a fake. Johnny Cage is a fake. Is fucking hard. You guys ever hear that? I, I you know, yes. I mm-hmm. I heard that recently. I that's a band. The cover is like a little like king character, like holding a sword. It's like a chibi kind of design, really like squished up. Um, but yeah, it's just like some like sick ass UK mathcore from like 2008 or something. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I, I I saw the I thought it was like a song name or something or like an album. Hold on, I'm about to link you right now. It was put out on um, the label Yeho... What is it? I can't remember how to pronounce it. Yeho Nala Tapes, I believe it is. Yeah, Yeho Nala Tapes. And they put out a bunch of good shit, like, I think, $25 Massacre, and um, there's, like, a bunch of shit from, like, back in the day. Yeah, $25 Massacre, Johnny Johnny Cage is a fake, Rolla Tomasi cutting bank with knives split, working with some, like, really quintessential UK artists there back in the day. Anywho, oh, they also put out the fucking War from the Harlot's Mouth EP, Falling Upstairs. Oh, whoa! Yeah, Johnny. Are K- they from? Are they from England or like Europe? No, I think that they're from like Ohio or something. No, they're from Berlin, Germany. Holy shit, I got that way wrong. Oh, I just assumed they were like Midwest because of all the bands that they're working with, like the twenty-five dollar massacre. Yeah, I thought the. Uh I thought they were from the States. It was just somewhere, at least. So let's see here. Um, before we wrap this up, I just want to remind you all, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us five stars on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. If you've got any questions, comments, or submissions, you can send us an email to mathcoreinix at gmail.com. Um, 
And please remember to check out our Patreon. If you uh, you like what Math Chronix does and you want to show support, throw us a buck a month there. Become a, a member of our Discord and become uh, be able to join in on our live cast, which this month is being <laughs> being hosted very jankily on Google Meet. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we're on Discord, but so I guess that about wraps it up for the. 91st episode of MathCast. Oh, also, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on and, and joining us. Really, uh, Thanks, Jeff. Oh, not a problem. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, really. And remember, stream all these darlings and now me. By, by Sunflower. Sunflower. American rock band Sunflower, no less. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and what, what label What label was that released on? Uh, Zegama Beach Records. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not going to correct him. We're, we're actually on uh, Dark Trail Records, uh, fantastic <laughs> label. Um, I know the guy who runs it. Um, he's a, he's, he's, a he's got so much on his plate, and he still finds time to tell everyone to stream all these darlings and now me by American Rock Quartet. I hear he's a, a touchy dick who's almost aged out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you think you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yep, yep. Pretty soon, uh, my opinion's yep. not going to matter. I'm just going to leave it at that. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 91st episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And I'm your special guest, Jeff, from Sunflow. <laughs> yeah. Stream all these darlings and now me. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.